It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a big Saturday in the Scottish Premiership and beyond. There's a huge game between Motherwell and Hearts with both managers in need of all three points. Hibscombe Marnock, St Johnston Ross County and Dundee St Mirren make up the Saturday picture in the top flight and then a double header tomorrow as Rangers go to Livingston and Celtic take on Aberdeen. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me in the studio you have Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. Well what about that Motherwell Hearts game? Stuart Kettle well, the Motherwell manager and Stephen A. Smith under pressure, they could do with a positive result and I would suggest Stephen A. Smith could really do with one because the wrong sequence of results and hearts could drop out of the top six this weekend and that would not be good. The other side of Edinburgh, Nick Montgomery Hibbs at home to Kilmarnock, he's still looking for his first win as Hibbs manager, he could do with that today and then Avril's uncle Craig Levine, he's at home to Ross County They blew a two goal lead in his first game Midweek against Motherwell But St Johnston could move off the bottom of the table today If they get a win against Ross County Who have no wins in their last five games And speaking of which All of a sudden St Mirren have got no wins in their last five games And they're third top And we've been saying how good they are I like this pressure everywhere Everywhere and big games everywhere and Hugh's right you look down that win columns down the league and the fixtures we've got today and not many you've got to say Kilmarnock probably the informed team away to Hibs who Nick Montgomery desperate for a win he just cannot get his team over the line for that crucial victory but no doubt main pressure for part today Motherwell v Hearts where Stephen Naismith has to bounce back from elimination from the cup and Stuart Kettlewell well it was much more like the Motherwell last season in the second half against St Johnson can they start the game that way Malky Mackay desperate for a win also Dundee St Mirren Dundee going along okay this season but lacking consistency but another top afternoon we've got to look forward to yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, four terrific games, I think, ahead of us, Gordon, and plenty of goals for the guys all around about the country today. And you look even into the championship, good result Dundee United last night away at the Pars. Puts a bit of pressure on St. Wraith Rovers party. Can you come and catch us? Looking forward to this afternoon's football. And a great weekend all round, Hugh Keevens. It's not often... The big two in Glasgow play on the same day Sometimes when they're both in the Europa League They're forced to do it on the Sunday But both on telly tomorrow The psychology of it all As the title race uh, takes centre stage again And of course through the lens of what happened in Europe during the week Well, they're separated by eight points If Rangers win against Livy And they will Even though the manager, Philippe Clement Says he would not have artificial pitches in his league If it was his league to deal with that would reduce the lead that Celtic have to five points then Celtic play Aberdeen theoretically Aberdeen two days less recovery time than Celtic they've come back from playing in Greece on Thursday night Celtic played on Tuesday night and they're on the rebound from that six goal hammering has Brendan Rodgers tempted VAR fate by saying he would scrap it immediately. Will there be a big VAR call tomorrow at Celtic Park? 
This is when we actually get back to the football on the pitch this afternoon, Mark Wilson, because it was a busy weekend away. We had League Cup semi-finals last weekend. We had European action during the week. And then we threw in certain staples of the Scottish football argument, like debates about ticket allocations, <laughs> pyrotechnics and VAR, all in the space of one week. Never yeah. a dull day. Uh, never a dull moment. And it's filled the week nicely. But you're right, Gordon. All attention now turns to what really matters and a lot of teams in there desperate to get three points because like I said earlier that consistency has been a problem for the majority of the league but you look at Stuart Kettlewell you look at Stephen Naismith you look at Nick Montgomery um, and Craig Levine trying to piece something together they could all do with three points this afternoon so looking forward to it Okay, let's go around the grounds Four big games in the Scottish Premiership Of course, that is just part of the picture We'll keep you up to speed on all the other talking points as well But let's start at Fir Park It does have a game of the day Feel a pressurised situation mounting there And Gabriel has the teams yeah, massive game here, Gordon, in the chilly sunshine of North Lanarkshire. As the boys in the studio have already said, it's a battle between two teams struggling for form and two managers who are starting to feel the heat and are desperate for three points. Let's start with the hosts, who are winless in eight. They've come crashing down since a stellar first six months under Stuart Kettlewell. Their last victory... It was against Hearts at Tynecastle two months ago. Now, I spoke to Kettlewell here on Thursday morning. He said the comeback draw against St Johnson midweek was much more like his team. Hopefully it sparks his side into life and reignites their campaign. He makes just one change from that draw a few days ago. It's Bear in for Spencer, who drops to the bench. So as a forward coming in for a left-back, it could be a change of formation, Gordon. Perhaps a 4-3-3. I'll run you through the 11. It's Liam Kelly in goal. A defence of Stephen O'Donnell, Callum Butcher, Shane Blaney and Dan Casey, Harry Payton, Blair Spittle and Callum Slatter will be in midfield with Mika Biret, Theo Bear and Connor Wilkinson all up top. Very attacking. Uh, John Obika is back amongst the substitutes along with Oxborough, Shaw, Ghent, Spencer, Wells, Ross, Mugabe and Stravkovsky. Hearts, they are also struggling. Only one win in five, although three of those matches were against the old firm. They're still in fifth place, and a win here can push them up the table. These are the kind of games that Stephen Naismith needs to win if he wants to make his team one that will finish in the European places. But as Hugh just said, a loss could see them drop into the bottom half. That is not where the Tynecastle outfit see themselves at all. And now Naismith makes three changes to the loss at Hamden last weekend. Civic Grant and Vargas all drop to the bench. Forrest, uh, Lowry and Boyce come in. So it's an attacking team as well for the Jambos. It'll be the usual 3-4-3 formation. Xander Clark in goal. A back three of Frankie Kent, Kai Rolls and Stephen Kingsley. Alan Forrest will be on one side with Alex Cocker on the other. Cal Nuvenhoff and Benny Beningame in the middle. Liam Boyce and Alex Lowry will play behind Lawrence Shankland. Substitutes. McGovern, Haring, Grant, Oda, Devlin, Halliday, Sibic, Tagawa and Vargas. The referee here is Dave Monroe. Kevin Clancy is on the VAR and kickoff is 50 minutes away. How big is that one, Gordon DL? You've got your finger on the pulse. You were nodding like the Churchill dog when Gabriel said that it was chilly and sunny in North Lanarkshire, that being your part of the world. Um, how important is the football match? Massive for both clubs. Um, you know, you look at Hearts, struggled against Livingston, um, got the win, but got the three points. Motherwell, on the other hand, um, are having to dig deep coming back from 2-0 down coming back from 3-1 and 2-0 down at home just to salve his draws um, they lost what 7 goals in the last 2 home games um, 
I, I, I think Gabs will get plenty of goals, plenty of entertainment. I really couldn't call it because you can't make a case for any of the teams this I, afternoon. I, I, I think it's a, about levels of expectation. With respect, Motherwell's level of expectation is lower than Hearts. Hearts think of themselves as the third force in Scottish football. They have a magnificent stadium with a massive fan base, but they are not playing like a team who have a massive fan base and a magnificent stadium. And Stephen Naismith has to bring Hearts to a more respectable position in the league table. And if he does drop out of the top six this weekend, trouble. Well, I'll say to you just quickly, I know what you're saying, you're pointing probably more pressure at Hearts because of the size of the club. But Mother's point of view, you can't just keep not winning games. Aye, if they yeah. don't win today, their next game's away to Celtic at Celtic Park. So all of a sudden you're into double figures if you don't get anything out next two games. You can't keep going along the roads like that. Mm, let's go to our next venue then. Some crackers this afternoon, it has to be said. Avril Levine's uncle Craig, as Hugh Keevans now calls him. He's got another home game in charge. This one against Ross County, watched by Roger Hanna. Yeah, and he's here this afternoon with St Johnson. Still two points adrift to Livingston with a game in hand at the bottom after starting a new era here at McDermott Park with that 2-2 draw at home to Motherwell on Tuesday night. They defeated Kilmarnock here under Alec Cleland the previous midweek and they know a home win today, Gordon, would lift them above both Levy and County and out of the drop zone. Nicky Clark's been a key figure in this mini-renaissance for the Saints. Three goals in those last two games and he's also responsible for my favourite statistic of the week. When he played on Tuesday night, it meant his last four appearances for St Johnson had come under four different managers. Levine, Cleland, Stephen McLean and Callum Davidson. And he really is an important figure going forward with Chris Kane up the top. County beat McLean St Johnson 2-0 at Dingwall in August. But they're without a win in eight. Four draws and four defeats in that run. And that's why they're so precariously positioned just above the drop zone, just above St. Johnson. And they'll miss right back James Brown this afternoon after that red card against Celtic last weekend. A run through the teams for you. One change Levine's made from the St. Johnson side that drew with Motherwell. And it probably means a change of shape. James Brown, we think, in at right wing back with Sven Sprangler, the midfielder, dropping out. So it's Dimitar Mitov and Gola back three. Ryan McGowan, Liam Gordon and Andy Considine. Across the middle, James Brown, Dan Phillips, Matt Smith and Luke Robinson with Graham Carey behind Chris Kane and Nicky Clark on the bench. Richards, Gallagher and May, McPherson, Kusharai and Jeff Gott, Olufunwa, Sprangler and Turner Cook. As for County, two changes. If you say Brown drops out because of that suspension, so Will Nightingale comes in and there's a change on the left with Ben Purrington preferred to George Harmon. So that means it's Ross Laidlaw and Gola back three. Will Nightingale, Jack Baldwin and Ryan Leake. Across the middle, Conor Randall, Victor Latoury, Scott Allardyce and Ben Purrington with Jan Danda behind it, Simon Murray and Jordan White. Only seven subs for County, Monroe, Turner, Sheaf, Harmon, High, Samuel and Reid. The referee is Nick Walsh and the VAR this afternoon, Ewan Anderson. What about Hibs against Kilmarnock, David Friel? Yeah, Gordon, I, I just feel as if Hibs are in a bit of a strange situation right now. I turned up at East of the Road a bit early, bumped into an old friend who spent five minutes Basically tell me how good Nick Montgomery's been, how a breath of fresh air, you know, great football, he likes the way he talks, but then finished off by saying, but he really needs to start winning games, and I think that sums it up. Hibs are seven games without a win at present, five draws in there, obviously, but it's not been a good week for Nick Montgomery, losing the Viaplay Cup semi-final last weekend, Aberdeen down to ten men, still won, and then they threw away a lead against St Man in midweek and injury time, also drew two weeks, so... Look, Seth, the new Hibs manager has made an impact, but he's only won one of his eight league games so far, and that was against St. Johnson, who at that time everybody were beating. 
terms of Joe Moros County, Dundee here in the last six weeks. So I think it's understandable against a Kelly team who never win on the road that Hibs fans will want to see a win today. And just as a wee aside, I know Lee Johnson had to go, you know, his time is up, but after 12 games last season, Hibs are actually five points better off than they are right now. They're eighth in the table at the moment. They're only four points above St. Johnson who have a game in hand. So for all Nick Montgomery's impressing people and he's not panicking, says that wins will come. I think it isn't going to get a free pass on results forever and Hibs really, really need to start winning games. He's made two changes from that St. Mung game. Roy Whittaker and Eli Yuan drop out. Lewis Miller and Martin Boyle are in. Looks like a 4-2-3-1 for Hibs. David Marshall in goals. Lewis Miller, Rocky Bashiri, Will Fish and Jordan Abita at the back. Dylan Levitt and Joe Newell will be at the base of the midfield with Martin Boyle, Josh Campbell, Jair Tavares and Dylan Venti at the front four. Subs for Hibs are Wallacott, Yuan, Stevenson, Del Ferrier, Whitaker, Hanlon, Jago, Harbottle and Landers. As for Kelly, as I said earlier, you know, their, their troubles on the road are well documented. They're formidable at home, but they've only taken two points away from home in five games this season. Last year, they only won twice away from Rugby Park. To make matters worse, they don't have a good record at Easter Road. They haven't actually won here since May 2014. So what we're talking nine years ago, nine, ten years ago. But Derek McKinnon's side beat Motherwell last week. They currently sit fourth and have a chance to really consolidate their place in the top six if they do manage to get a rare away win. Bad news for Kelly is that Kyle Vassell hasn't shaken off the injury. He picked up against Motherwell. Captain's such a big player, but he won't play any part today at all. Matty Kennedy is also out, so Liam Polworth and Liam Donnelly come in. Kelly, you know, it's always a guessing game with Derek McInnes' formations. He might change it up today, but it looks like a 4-2-3-1 as well. Will Dennis in goals. Joe Wright, Lewis Mayo, Stuart Finlay and Robbie Dees at the back. Brad Lyons and Liam Donnelly in midfield. With David Watson in behind. Marley Watkins and Danny Armstrong and Liam Polworth on the wings. Subs for Kelly are Glavin, Sanders, Davis, McKenzie, Kennedy, Murray, Warnock, Dallas and Cameron. And the referee is David Dickinson and the VAR is Greg Aitken. Good to see Martin Boyle come back into the team after yep. potentially injuring his knee doing a knee, side, knee slide celebration. So you two had an easy fix for that. You, Mark Wilson, just never really scored. And you just, that, that ludicrous celebration, you, that thing you did down on one knee in the sort of pointing yeah. foot, as if you were proposing to someone again. And the finger point <laughs> forward that, That's how you None of this knee slide stuff Risk to your career Ab- Keep it safe Absolutely no chance whatsoever I think I would have Probably ended up Like Martin Boyle I'd have been out For a few <laughs> few games You couldn't um, knee slide On the pitches you used to play no, on No the, uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think the pitches Were made for that To be honest with you I'd have been a nose dive in And then people with the legs Try to pull the beak out The, out the turf <laughs> I've got to say uh, Well he's in anyway Martin Boyle A big boost for Hibs And Nick Montgomery as he goes in search of that win Dundee against St Mirren at the Scott Foam Stadium as it's now known Dave Galloway is there Yes, thanks Gordon Well Dundee are hoping they can kick on after making a decent start to life back in the top flight following promotion Aside from their recent thumping here by Rangers they've looked pretty solid of late with four shutouts in five games Victory today would make it back-to-back Premiership wins for the first time in this campaign But of course, that's much easier said than done against a very impressive St Mirren team that's sitting in third place on merit with just two losses in 11 matches, less than anyone else in the league, bar Celtic. They showed great spirit to battle until the very end in the midweek draw with Hibbs grabbing a 92nd-minute equaliser. And a win for them would cut the gap on Rangers to only two points. A close contest looks very much on the cards here. Dundee make just the one change. Malaki Boteng in for Mohamed Silla. So it's Trevor Carson in goals. A back three of Antonio Portales, Joe Shocknessy 
and Ricky Lamy. Across the middle, Jordan McGee, Lyle Cameron, Malaki Boteng, Luke McCowan and Owen Beck with Amadou Bakayoko and Zach Rodden up front. The subs, Legstons, Kerr, Pineda, Robinson, Riley, Robertson, Howley, Donnelly and Silla. Just the one change for St Mirren as well. It's Canu Bacchus replacing Mark O'Hara. So Zach Hemming in goals. A back three of Marcus Fraser, Alex Gogic and Richard Taylor. Midfield, Ryan Strain, Canu Bacchus, Caelan Boyd-Munts and Scott Tanza. And in attack, uh, Mikael Mandron supported by Colin McMenamin and Greg Kilty. The subs are Minsky, Bolton, Flynn, Small, Dunn, Nakmani, Olusanya, Grieve and Jemison. The referee here at a gloriously sunny dense park. It's Matthew McDermott and on VAR, Andrew Dallas. I'm sure it'll be quiet in the VAR front. Never much drama to be had there. Speaking of which, at this time on a Saturday, we usually look back on some of the week's biggest talking points and we'll do it next. Action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Gordon DL, Mark Wilson are in the studio. We've got the team around the grounds in the Premiership today. Four big games, two tomorrow. What more could you want from a weekend in the winter sunshine? We always take the chance to look back on this weekend's, on this week's biggest talking points. Sorry, at this stage on a Saturday. The truth is. There are too many to consider I don't even know which one to go for Why don't we go and keep it in a nice little tidy section I'm sure we won't discuss it again all afternoon For everyone's favourite topic VAR Roger Hanna It seems to have reared its head When one of the most high profile managers In the league says if it was up to him He would bin it When you look around and see Stephen Robinson Not disagreeing When you look across Europe And the world of football And everyone seems to be losing patience a little bit What's your own take on it? Um, my own take on it is it's not quite what was sold to us, Gordon. Derek McInnes made that point earlier in the week when he was discussing VAR. He said managers at the very start, and it's been going, we've had it now since about 13 months, the managers were told at the start VAR wouldn't be intrusive. VAR wouldn't try and re-referee the game. VAR would be silent and in the background and would only intervene in serious cases of clear and obvious errors and quite simply that's not what's happening now VAR is re-refereeing games, VAR is making mistakes and it is more obtrusive in the games than it's ever been before To be a pedant about it Hugh Keevans and Roger's not wrong in 13 months but world football has had it a lot longer than that and it doesn't this week or the last couple of weeks, maybe even the last couple of months, this doesn't feel like Scotland all of a sudden's got a bit of an issue with the way we do things. It uh-huh. feels like it feels a bit bigger than that. You look yeah. at the English Premier League with some proper, proper procedural, procedural, easy for me to say, errors, uh, and then you know trying to come out and be clear and transparent and admit when things go wrong. That doesn't really seem to be working either. Some of the biggest ones we've well this week, it's all been centred around. European competition and yep. we've had our own issues in international football it doesn't it doesn't feel like we're getting this wrong and everyone else is getting it right it feels like overall people are starting to wonder what's going on yeah, we did the uh, Mikel Arteta meltdown when Arsenal lost a, a late goal to Newcastle United and I think he was absolutely correct I don't think it was a goal we had Ange Postacoglu uh, saying that he didn't want games refereed in a studio three miles away from where they were taking place uh, and then we come back to Brendan Rodgers 
uh, as you say, the one of the most high-profile managers in our league, uh, and he said he would scrap it. We had a caller last night who said that he'd given up his se- uh, season ticket Celtic because he's fed up with VAR and he can't take it anymore. So he's given the season ticket to his family to use. Uh, that People will be put off football. You know, they're already put off by the pyrotechnics. There's evidence of people being put off by that and not going. And VAR is having the same effect. For me, it runs contrary to the spirit mm. of the game. The game wasn't meant to be refereed in a studio and talking about yeah. calibrated lines and all the rest of it. It it just does not feel right. I know I'd pull back on some of that slightly because until such times as you can say, well, attendances are definitely down and it's because of X, Y or Z. But it has to start somewhere, Gordon. No, but it all sounds a bit speculative to say that People are not going because of our. I know one guy phoned in and said it, similar to pyrotechnics, and you know that that just sounds a little bit of a leap. But anyway, we can we can get back to that. Um, David, what what have you made of this? Is this just a continuation of where we've been? Is it starting to feel any different now, or what's what's the script? No, I, my main bugbear. So Gordon, when Val has been brought in, I was a fan of it. I wanted it in. I still think, in principle, it's a good idea. I just don't like the way it's been used. You spoke about procedural things. That sort of stuff will happen. My main problem with that is that referees just don't have the courage to stand by their original real-time decisions. For me, you can talk about Dyson, maybe you can talk about the other ones, but if a referee sees something real-time, I thought Dan McInnes was quite good in this early in the week you know they can feel what's happened they can sense whether someone's going to really hurt a player if he's not and if, if someone says you know what it's not a red card but then is told you better go and have a look you know what's going to happen you just know that they're not going to stand by their decision there's too many of them just saying well I'm under pressure now to change my mind and I, I, I think it's wrong I think games are being re-refereed I think games are being refereed in an office somewhere and I think referees as a collective need to start saying you know what I saw it in real time I know you can show a a freeze frame or a still image that makes it look really bad but I was five yards away from it I saw it I know what was going on it's a yellow card instead of a red card and I think until that happens then we're just going to get around in circles with it and managers are just going to be complaining time after time The, the counter argument to that Mark Wilson is of course two highly qualified colleagues with the benefit of different views and different replays may see something that the referee didn't and therefore is it this big Shock is it this big drama that they tend to reverse their decision when they when they go to the monitor? Is that is that not inevitable? As much as we maybe don't like the idea of it, is that not sort of the point? It, it should be the point that when you see incidents and someone sitting there with the technology uh, and a video replay should be able to pick up on it. But I think the evidence is there that backs David's point up that referees don't have the courage then to to you know back down their, their VAR and say, no, I, I think I was right now. If we're going to Maeda, because that's why this conversation has is, is popped up, the referee got that right, in my opinion anyway, and a lot of people's opinion as well. It was a yellow card. But when you freeze it, you slow it down, the way VAR is, of course they think, oh, well, that does look like an error. That does look like a red card. And that's the problem. That bar of VAR deciding, the guy that's sitting there watching it, what is enough to call the referee over to the monitor? Because David's right, when the referees do get called over, I don't think they're helping but their colleagues at all. I think they're putting them under pressure. If you flip, flip it, Hugh, we're talking about the Celtic decision. If you flip it, 
the Thursday night if you're in Aberdeen fan and them they concern with Aberdeen yep. you're over the moon with VAR because if VAR wasn't there that referee's given the worst penalty I have ever seen in my life but, but that's, that's not the point it. I was making that, that is a clear a clear error anybody could see that but I think when you're a referee sitting in front of the video screen and your colleague's on there trying his best and he's already gave a yellow card for something you see the contact you see his position you've got to back him to be a good enough referee on the pitch to think that he can get that right you're admitting that you don't think he's he's got that right the and I think Derek McInnes is right he's the, got a feeling for it the slogan that was used to sell VAR to the Scottish public was minimum interference maximum efficiency that clearly is not the case and to go back to David Friel's point about referees having the courage of their convictions refereeing in Scottish football has always been a mutual protection society when they are called to the monitor they think mm. I had better yeah. do what the monitor but tells you me you keep saying Scottish football and I get it because that's what we're talking about but is this not the fundamental flaw with VAR because in European games and international games it's the it's the exact same thing that happens with the monitor. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It would almost be, I don't know. It would almost be in a strange way better if only we did it, because then you could look at an easy way to fix it. But it now just feels like the full thing is, is fundamentally flawed because we're maybe striving for a perfection that doesn't exist. I, I you know, perfection will never exist, and, and that's the point. It seems like we're on this relentless I, pursuit of something we can't get. I have no statistical evidence on what percentage of goals are disallowed in the Belgian league once the referee goes to the monitor, but I, I can confine myself. To what I'm seeing within the Scottish football, and it's causing chaos. When when sane, rational men like Derek McInnes or Brendan Rodgers or Stephen Robinson tell you that VAR is getting in the way now, then I think we should give them the respect of saying, "Well, they know what they're talking about." Having said that, Roger Hanna, many people, I, I don't know these ones. F- as an example people wanted it brought in um, and, and now maybe don't why is that is it not what people thought it would be was there a naivety from the outside that thinking it would do things that it, that it was never actually going to do yeah I think there's a bit of confusion definitely it's not what it said on the tin at the start Gordon and you'd almost feel better if the authorities came out and said listen we're doing away with this clear and obvious thing what we're going to do is there's a referee in the studio and if he picks up any, anything that he doesn't like that the refs missed then we're just going to send them to the screen and that's how it's going to be if you don't like it being re-refereed then I'm afraid this is 2023 and this is how it's going to be but they've sold it to the managers the players the public in a sort of different way talking about minimum interference, you know, talking about they'll only pick up clear and obvious errors, that's not what they're doing neither in Scotland nor around the world of football Um, I suppose what it does feed into, I I did say at this stage on a Saturday we look at the week's biggest talking points but I I don't know how, how many how many there were, ticket allocations, VAR, if we do want to loosely link it then, Dyson Maida, European football, let's get back to the bread and butter, a bit more of performances and results and so on a bruising week, can we call it that? Roger Hanna for for Celtic, the type of result that leads to fans saying they were embarrassed to watch it and a bit of soul searching about where um, you know Celtic are in Champions League. Quite you know, in, in the context of the Champions League, how do you look back on it? Well, it's not just supporters saying it was embarrassing. The Celtic captain, Callum McGregor, moments after the game described the 6-0 defeat to Atletico as embarrassing. And it's a problem now for Celtic. It was a caller on the show on Monday night 
Gordon, the eve of the game, who said he was anxious and nervous about watching the game. And I told him, don't be anxious, don't be nervous. It's the Champions League, enjoy it. But you can't enjoy losing 6-0 away to Atletico Madrid. Um, it's not in isolation. In the last few years, there's been two sevens against PSG in Barcelona. There was a six against Barcelona. There was a five against Real Madrid last season. And you just wonder where it's gone wrong for Celtic. If you, if you strip it back to the days of Martin O'Neill, Gordon Strachan, I think there was a spell between 2001 and 2012. Celtic had 21 group games at Celtic Park and there was only one defeat in those 21 games. Celtic were punching their weight in the Champions League group stages. And since then it has, you know, the days of beating Man United, Barcelona, Milan, Benfica, Villarreal, they seem consigned to history because at the minute you wonder where Celtic's next win in this competition is going to come from. Celtic's AGM is a week on Wednesday. And I think people will now be turning to the board, not turning on the board, turning to the board to say, this is appalling. The European record, home or away, is appalling. And that includes the time that Ange Postacoglu was there and it includes Brendan Rodgers the first time around. They are an embarrassment to themselves in Europe. And for a club of their resources, and I know they cannot possibly compete with the Atletico Madrids of this world in terms of budget, but my goodness... They have to be better than the rubbish that they provide in Europe now. And, and I think we trick ourselves sometimes into David Field on any issue, thinking there's this one simple fix, there's a silver bullet, and you know the Celtic board just need to throw another few million quid at it, and it'll, it'll automatically be better. Of course, it, in theory, it should give you a better chance, um, but you, you do just wonder what it would what it would take to to guarantee more success there, or if it is about tweaking things and and. Perform, or, you know, performing in a different way with what you've already got. I think it's probably a bit of everything, Gordon. But I'd agree with what Roger Hughes said. I think Celtic are at a real crossroads in terms of their relationship with the Champions League, and I think they need to think about their strategy. Now, that doesn't just mean wages and transfer fees. I think it also includes tactics and system. You know, we spoke the last couple of years. It's been it's been quite fun watching Celtic in Europe, but they just don't win games. I think in total, it's two in the last twenty-eight, two wins in the last twenty-eight games. In the Champions League, 75 goals conceded across those 28 games as well. So Celtic, as a club, need to get together and say, you know what, if you're going to make Champions League next year, how do you stop this? How do you stop just losing games, only getting two points out of group, conceding goals, goals left, right and centre? And I think it's a bit of everything. I think Brendan Rodgers might need to tweak his system. I think probably be a little bit harder to beat. But I think also board level... Instead of spending maybe, say, what between one and, fa- one and two million and, and nine players, just go and get better players, go and get a bit more experience, because otherwise it's just going to be Groundhog Day, you're just going to go into Champions League, it'll be fun, you might you know, play a couple of good performances, but by and large you're just going to get knocked out and you're not even getting Europa League uh, football after Christmas these days. Suppose though, Mark, you know, again, we, 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 we kind of treat them all as being the same type of challenge. There are different challenges even within the Champions League, and I'm not saying that Celtic fans would accept a 6-0 the other night how could you but had you as a Celtic team taken care of a much more winnable game at home to Lazio when you're when you're perfectly in control you maybe somehow we keep going back to this something that Celtic don't ever seem to manage to do you don't you manage to grind something out you, you get a point in, in Rotterdam it's not brilliant 
You go down to 10 men Somewhere like Atletico Madrid It's a really sore one You take it in the chin But you've got a body of work there But it feels like Failure to win winnable games And then failure to come Even remotely close Against the big boys And it's all adding to Just a difficult picture Yeah that, That's certainly been the case This term um, Maybe a wee bit Last term as well uh, And of course you need luck Sometimes in those big games To go your way um, But I've got to agree with David that when you look at Celtic in recent times in the Champions League, Brendan Rodgers first time round, Ange Postecoglou and Brendan Rodgers again, said it on Thursday night, so, sometimes I think it is more style over substance that when you go back to Martin O'Neill's team, I think people forget Martin O'Neill's team wasn't incredibly entertaining and expansive mm. to watch, but what they were good at is defending and they had a threat up top with Larson Sutton and Hartson who would get the job done. Strachan's team was the same Compact But they had guys That would pop up And Fundamentally It was It was keeping things tight mm -hmm. And staying in the game I think that shifted And you're seeing Some of the score lines That we've seen Over the previous games This is a genuine question It's not loaded To disagree with you Is it the same now That is 20 years ago I know I think I know, I know it doesn't feel that way And, and then yeah. you know you, It feels like yesterday And that's why we're able To recall it And draw comparisons 20 years is a long time can, can, Do you think you can still do that? Um, well, opposed to why not? No, why that, could you not do it? It's, it's a genuinely I'm, I'm not disagreeing I just wonder if it's Can, what, you, can know, we say, still oh, be Omar oh, Manil's team did it we, we say that as if it's not 20 years ago that, Well of course Trends in football have changed Or the landscape of football of course, Or the golf All that sort of stuff Is it as relevant now? I um, understand that if you You know the, the Paris Saint-Germain's or Real Madrid's, Atletico Madrid's or whoever, the, the, the absolute top tier. I understand that no club in Scotland can live with that. But Celtic lose to any mm -hmm. level. But I, I still think you can achieve that. I, I still think you can be a tighter unit than Celtic have been in this Champions League. I still think you can defend um, you know, against better players. For longer periods And I think that's been Celtic's problem They come up against Better teams And outstanding World class players No doubt But they can't They're not resilient Against them And they, they give up Too much space Because There's this emphasis Of going forward And playing This flashy attacking football Now it's great to watch And I'm with David That I've loved watching Ange Postacoglu's team Last year By the way I was at the Lazio game And I liked a lot What Celtic did but you always just felt Atletico at home clearly Atletico was at home It was brilliant But you always just felt That when Atletico won the ball back Or mm. Lazio won the ball back That there was gaps there To be exploited And It's a balance you need to get right And if you want to go one way You end up with results Like we're seeing at the minute If you want to Be pragmatic And mm. try and progress And maybe you do need to change I, th I think managers At the level Brendan Rodgers I think the way that up Gordon I don't think that we're sitting here telling Celtic they've got to be more defensive away from home. I think Brendan Rodgers will know all this, but he decides that that's the way he's got to go. Look, if I if I looked to uh, the other night there, Atletico Madrid, half-time, just lost a goal half-time, again, you're thinking, this could be a sore one. This could be a sore one. They'll get their tails up. We've lost a goal. The heads go down the dressing room. You're down to 10 men. It's natural. Mm. You don't give them the uh, criticism for that. But he comes out and he goes two up top. And I think that if you're Atletico Madrid manager, are thinking, oh, happy days here. Now, that's not... Obviously, the score reflects it was wrong mm -hmm. to go that way because it could have been more than six. It could have been a, a, a lot worse than six. But 
I do believe that we're not kidding ourselves on here. That Brendan Rogers, the experienced manager and the terrific manager, is hasn't thought all yeah. of this out. I think you make a really good point, and I don't say that lightly because I know we yeah. give you a hard time. But is that why it must be this this multifaceted issue? Because if it was just as simple yeah. as I'll go and sit back behind the ball a bit, be a bit tighter, and we'll get more points. Brendan Rogers and Ange Postecoglou might have given it a go. Yeah. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. So the 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 way all this. Did they have up, good enough players then? What is that the next issue? Because it must pro- be something. You maybe, can't just shrug the shoulders. I, I would I would submit that you have to factor in Celtic brought in ten players either on loan or permanent signings in the summertime, and for the most part, they have shown no sign of being the strength mm. and depth. That Brendan Rodgers requires. Here where he sum up, Hugh. We we discussed this on Thursday night. Uh, not sorry, Tuesday night, and they talk about he'll not play Turnbull because he'll go for a more defensive certain midfield player. We had all sorts of options. There's not. There's nobody in there. You sit and you say, well, he's a stick he's on the him. man. For he's us. a man. He's the one that's got to break things up. He's got to be. He's got to protect the back four. He's got to do. They had Bernardo, Mark. Celtic player saying no, I don't really fancy him that much Awata was in there people were saying yes and no so uh, home people like that so I think you make a good point Brendan Rodgers has brought players well not brought players been given players into the, the club but I think there'll be big changes and such is the way of the world Roger Hanna if we're reflecting on things like this sometimes it's the the negative slant or the, the bit that needs the most improvement that gets the most attention Rangers just sort of went about their business in a bit more of a a quiet and convincing manner on Thursday. Yeah, they did, and it was an important win. I think you know we said before the game, if Rangers could beat Sparta at home and beat Aris Limassol at home, that's them effectively into the the knockout stages in the new year. So they're fifty percent of the way there. Terrific start the other night. The goals by Danilo and Todd Cantwell. They were slightly hanging on in the last few minutes, and it was that, that costly booking for Connor Goldson as well, which will put him out the Aris game. I mean, you think that John Souter's on the injury list, and, and neither. Leon Balligan nor Rud Van Yilmaz are in the European squad that, that might cause a selection headache down the line for Philip Clement but another win for them, they're unbeaten and you know the Ibrox on Thursday when you compare it to what Ibrox was like, that Aberdeen game that finished off Michael Beale, it's, it's night and day Now we'll park that for the moment because we've got some big Saturday business to take care of and we'll go back around the grounds ahead of kickoff next the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Four big games in the Scottish Premiership this afternoon. A cracker between Motherwell and Hearts at Fir Park. Let's hear from Stuart Kettlewell briefly. And it becomes a big game, of course it does, because we want to win three points before we go into an international break. And that puts you in a real positive mindset. Our last victory, I think, was against Hearts at Tynecastle. So we know it's going to be a difficult game against uh, one of the biggest clubs in the country. Wonder how difficult this period is, Gabriel, when you start to have to sort of scramble around for solutions because it was all so consistent. Why wouldn't it be? Motherwell were doing well, so you pick the same team every week, it's the same formation. But now we're seeing, you know, a relatively long term injury to Paul McGinn, an even longer term one to Lennon Miller, trying three up top and two up top and maybe moving things around. And maybe it looks like Shane Blaney possibly at left back today. So um, Stuart Kettlewell clearly knows he's got solutions to find yeah certainly Gordon I'll just say on Shane Blaney I've just seen uh, the defence warming up and it looks like it definitely will be Blaney uh, left back in terms of their injuries McGinn and Miller have been so crucial to what Motherwell have been doing and doing well 
so far this campaign so is a big blow those two missing several weeks but I think in terms of changing up the formation he is Kettlewell is just trying to find something that works because he had a formula that was working clearly uh, as we all know that they were the, the best team outside of the old firm for a large majority of this year statistically wise points wise but it's not been working over the last eight games and the thing was at the start of the run they, they lost to St Mirren uh, then had those defeats against the old firm as well and in all of those games they could have at least drawn arguably won some of those games so I think that's why we saw them stick with the formation of tactics over this next spell but now it's got to a point eight games without a win he's starting to feel the heat he's got to change something but I, li I like what we've seen today Gordon with three proper strikers on the park he clearly wants goals plenty of goals will we get that today I hope so well, going to be interesting tried it last week I think at Kilmarnock as well home game this time up against Hearts uh, Roger Hanna just bring you in on this one I know you've got your own game which we'll get to in a second but with your sort of journalistic hat on can you quantify how much Stephen Naismith or how much Stuart Kettlewell needs a win today what does it mean? Yeah, they're both, they're both hugely need wins. I'm very impressed with Stuart Kettlewell's work at the start of his era at Motherwell, the tail end of last season, even the start of this season, Gordon. But he has hit the skids dramatically, as Daz said at the top of the show. He really does need a win. Um, the injuries don't help. I know John Obika's back in the bench today. He's recently Callum Butcher back as his third or fourth game. But, you know, losing Lennon Miller, losing Paul McGinn, losing Pap Suarez for, for lengthy periods of time. It's a, it's a real blow when you carry as, as small a squad as Mother will do. And as for Stephen Naismith, you summed it up well at the top of the show. Um, out the League Cup semi-finals last week with a whimper. A not doing particularly well. It could slip out the top six if things go adversely for them at third part this afternoon. Rumblings among the support. There was a story in one of the Edinburgh newspapers through the week of discontent among some of the board as well. Um, so I would actually say Stephen Naismith is in bigger need of a result than Stuart Kettlewell. Well, it's going to be an interesting afternoon at Fir Park, but in your own game, Roger Han, I suppose if you're assessing that then, if you're looking at it from Mother's perspective, you think, OK, well, how, how in danger are they? Are there teams that are going to finish below them in the league? If, if you go down that sort of line, St Johnston and Ross County, there's, it's still so tight in that division. Chance for these two to show that it, it's not going to be a basement battle, even though David Friel, which we'll speak to in a minute, had count, uh, St Johnston written off a few weeks ago. Yeah, and if St Johnson win today, as we said at the top of the show, and we're just going to go here, Gordon, nicely to a minute's silence for remembrance. Of course, I'm forgetting it's getting that uh, late in the day, I must admit. I didn't expect it at eight minutes to three. Um, I thought we would go a bit closer to to kick-off, has to be said, Hugh Keevans. Yeah, um, unusual. But, uh, you know, to be respected, whatever time of day it takes place. Um, it's a big game, that, though, because, you know, St Johnson. Gordon you've seen the signs when you win your first well it wasn't under Craig Levine but you win the first game post Stephen McLean and you then go two up in the second you mm. think hold on a minute but um, you know Motherwell fought back and we need, we need a bigger sample here we need to see if there is going to be any significant improvement yeah and the, the lure is, as you said earlier of St Johnston going off the bottom of the table that gives you some confidence especially a new manager coming in Four points out of the last six. They would have been disappointed throwing a two-goal lead away. Um, I think that'll be a difficult game this afternoon. I think Ross County travel well. I think they've got players in the top end of the pitch that can hurt you. Um, so I would expect goals there in Perth the this irony, afternoon. The irony being that, of course, 
David Martindale, the living manager, could have been the St Johnston manager mm. today had he accepted their offer. But how do you like his luck? He's lost four on the bounce, David Martindale. He could be bottom of the league by five o'clock tonight, and he's playing Rangers tomorrow. Yeah, Hibbs against Kilmarnock, David Friel. You can, of course, if you wish, defend yourself after we reminded everyone that you said St Johnston were gone a couple of weeks ago. I know you have got two other teams to watch this afternoon. I am going to stand by my prediction, Gordon. Wow. Uh, I'm going to d- don't back down, double exactly, down. Exactly, Lenny, well done. Said, um, yeah, I still think St. Johnson will go down. I still think the other teams are better. Uh, the game today, I just think it really intriguing in terms of what to expect from Hibs. It's much attacking threat here, but I'm starting to think their defence is just letting them down one too many times. Big day for David Marshall and his back four, obviously. During the week, 92nd Lewis Jameson, sorry, 92nd minute Lewis Jameson equaliser for St Mirren. We all saw the Boyan Mayoski goal for Aberdeen's 10 men last week, and then obviously the Ross County game as well when Hibs threw away a 2 0 lead. So, yeah, I think it's a big day for them. And I think Kilmarnock, you look at the team lineup, I'll probably use the word sturdy to sum up Kilmarnock today. I think they'll be very resilient, very structured, very organised, and they'll get in about Hibs. You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing young David Watson. Again, in the middle of the park, Gordon, we all bemoan the lack of kind of young talent coming through in Scotland and getting a chance, but every time I see him, he's just so impressive. Last week against Motherwell, he was everywhere. Um, Derek McCann's obviously high hopes for him. He's still only 18, um, so he'll be playing. He'll be rampaging about Easter Road today, so it's all set up for a good one here. Yeah, let's hear from Derek McInnes then, ahead of that game. Nick, his first game was against us, and it's clear he's what he wants from his team. They've got a clear identity what they want to be. Um, the normal try and play like a four-two-four, effectively, you no know, very attack-minded, um, and they've got players that, when those attacking players um, are on top of their game, can cause you problems. So we're well aware of the abilities of, of Hibs. Um, we've got an understanding roughly how they want to play under Nick, and hopefully we can uh, be good enough to overcome that. Uh, let's hear from Stephen Robinson because Dundee St Mirren is a fascinating one as well. Look, I think they've signed Premiership players. You know, as I say, Tony signed a lot of players. He's been around the Scottish game a long, long time. He's got a lot of contacts, and you know, I think it's credit to him. He signed very well, and as I say, he signed seasoned SPL players that that have come in and hit the ground running. So you know, it's that's credit to them. It, it'll be a tough game for us, but we we've been decent away from home. We've managed to rectify the things that were causing us problems last year, and we need to continue to do that. I wonder how many teams in our top flight are genuinely delighted with their start to the season. I, I, I feel like maybe St Mirren, Kilmarnock, would there be any others? Because Celtic are top, but they've got really high standards and they're out of a cup. Um, Rangers are, are sort of getting there, but they can't be delighted overall because they had to sack a manager. Maybe Dundee. Um, but I wonder if there's anyone who's actually purely satisfied with their start to the season other than St Mirren and maybe Kelly. Uh, don't think so. Because no. this is a this is a league. I'm excluding Celtic and Rangers here. This is a league of ten teams who can, as this season's progress has shown, move up the league on not very much. You know, say St Mirren all of a sudden haven't won in their last five games. Ross County haven't won in their last five games. Nick Montgomery hasn't won his last five Does games. Does not have one win in the yeah. last five? I think they do. Yeah. No, they do. They've got a win in there. Yeah, they've got a win in the middle. I think you're right to highlight Dundee though. If you're looking at any club, it will be delighted if you've played eleven games and only yeah. lost three of them. One yeah. against Rangers, one against okay. Celtic. Tony Dock will be happy. Come, come on, on, come on! It's not even three o'clock. You've upset him. Look at him. 
Well, what a big afternoon this could be. Teams needing wins across the division, and we'll get the kickoffs next. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here We've got four big Premiership games this afternoon Some fantastic fixtures down the divisions Previewing tomorrow's games as well There is a lot happening So let's get you three duds To give us your four game Premiership Meaningless acca this afternoon The only thing at stake here is your pride and your ego So take it away I have no pride or ego How could I have? Uh, I am going for Motherwell Hearts to be a draw Hibernian to get the first win of Nick Montgomery's time there. St Johnston losing to Ross County and St Mirren winning at Dundee. I think Stephen Naismith will get a much needed win at Fur Park against Motherwell. I think it'll be a draw at Easter Road between the Hibs and Kelly. Craig Levine will get a win against Ross County and I think St Mirren will beat Dundee. I'm not going against Motherwell. Sticking with the steel men. So... Motherwell Kilmarnock away to Easter Road uh, Hibs at Easter Road Wow Ross County and Dundee Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy Make your life that little bit easier Use their free prescription delivery and indeed we are underway then let's see who gets the closest to those three predictions I suspect none of them because that's the way it tends to go you can stay in touch all afternoon on Twitter at Clyde SSB and as usual on a Saturday afternoon I will give you the nod and we will get the phone lines open a bit later on to look back on today's action and to preview tomorrow's games as well because tomorrow's going to be a cracking day Hugh oh yeah magnificent Uh, it's all about the psychology psychology Sunday Rangers eight points behind Celtic They will beat Livingston Who are now four losses on the bounce uh, And will be perhaps bottom of the league table Before it even kicks off uh, So although Philippe Clant has no time at all For artificial surfaces in the, the professional leagues uh, He will make the most mm. of it And the gap will be cut to five Celtic how do you respond to that 6 nothing mauling in Madrid and you've lost Maeda and there is no no one to replicate Maeda. There is no Maeda light at Celtic Park. He's going to be a huge loss. It's going to be a troublesome day for Celtic uh, but they're going to have to rise above everything because Philippe Clement is closing in. Uh, Aberdeen of course going there tomorrow we've got our first goal in Scotland Partick Thistle 1 Morton nil. Mark Wilson yes. your employers yes. I mean unlike the under 18s last how'd night how'd you go how'd you go how did it finish tell, oh, tell it, was an arrow, it was an arrow 2-0 defeat <laughs> an arrow it's an arrow back to back defeats by the way he's conceding goals for fun the this Peter Sell Pep two back back to back defeats he's a new Michael Beale I'm telling you the fans will be on here Football at that level is not about results It's about developing players It's not about results What what you do is you develop your players Into a great habit of losing every game Well done Hugh They have to be aware of what a losing mentality (laughs) is Well (laughs) you're certainly the man you take them for (laughs) (laughs) No better team They played very well That's the trouble with the media today There's Gordon DL, media member 
two games into the Wilson reign oh, so, and exactly. he's already started to criticise you see what uh, chance have we got yeah. that's the media that's a mainstream media you've for got you. a 33% win rate which is roughly the same as your beat the pundit win rate this season <laughs> sorry I'm happy so, with that if it drops look, below 30 I'll, when you look at it that way I'll say no 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 I'm coming, along, I'm coming along the next game no 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 you're I need to I need to sort you out here I need to give you I need to steer you in the right direction <laughs> imagine him turning up me shirt and tie oh it's that's your level those, those days are gone The old shirt and ties are gone Look st- you, you In fact I've seen Alex Postacoglu With a shirt and tie on today yeah, so. did, did, did he have a New Balance jacket Over the top of it <laughs> And he was managing he was Where did you get that New Balance there's jacket a great, There's a great story to you And I can't, I, I can't tell Who's gave you it for free Well I certainly I never bought it But it's It's Look, it's came from different avenues. I just love, I just love the thought. Doesn't go right? with a shirt and tie. It's just him in, in, the, in the mirror, right, Dazzler? Big night out. It's a big night out at St Mirren. Yeah. Where's my tie? Right, hold on. <laughs> Get a nice Windsor knot. Look the part. Go and make an impression on people. You show that you're a mover and shaker in the world Aye. of Scottish you football. You don't Man listen. You don't listen. That I, I wasn't yeah. supposed to be there. Nonsense. I was doing Absolute my yearly. Nonsense. I have a, a day here. I get dressed. I get into the town, I feel festive, I do a bit of Christmas shopping, look about, speak to people, have a wee Do you know what's disturbing about this, right? Obviously that's not true, right? But because see if it was, that isn't the defence you think it is. That's actually much weirder than the the original story. Then you just stumble upon (laughs) a game at St Mirren for your Christmas shopping. I actually met a St Mirren supporter who I know... And I says to him, all right, you got... Ah, I says, Listen, I'll that's a lie, because you don't do anything off the cuff. Yeah, you off the cu- I'm, I'm coming to the game. And I think your story pounds. is 100% true. Every I'm going Saturday to game, now, this, this is a serious look. 16 quid. Every, I need a suit for Every this. Saturday now, I look to my left-hand side, and I think, lies, deceit, corruption. Are two places to the left? Are you, you talking about me or the man in the middle? <laughs> no, the man in the middle is developing young footballers. Yes, thank you. Hugh. Anyway, we've had some openings in the early stages. Um, Martin Boyle's actually scored, but he's offside. I hope he didn't knee slide dear. this time. That is the last thing uh, we need. Um, there was a nice Cruyff turn from Jartaveres as well. That went wide. Alex Lowry had a chance for Motherwell uh, Theo Bear should have done better uh, with a header as well so quite a bit happening in the early stages no goals yet so I'll tell you what Hugh let's do this okay. before we go any further Half Teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online Excluding Ange Postacoglu, Ange isn't in it. Six men who have managed in Scotland have won the English Premier League Manager of the Month award since 2009. Can you name them? So leave out Ange. Six men who have managed in Scotland have won the English Premier League Manager of the Month award since 2009. Who are they? Yeah, Andrew's done it three times in a row, but lost today, a late double from Wolves. Wolves, um, Wolves did a Celtic on Ange. Ange. They did indeed. So that's a great question. That at Clyde SSB, it's tough, it's doable. There's nothing from left field. You can all manage a 
Good attempt at that, I think. So at Clyde SSB, get all your answers down on one tweet. Fire them over to at Clyde SSB and we'll see who is the winner. If you'd like to see the question written down, you'll also find it there on the Twitter feed as well, although I will remind you sporadically to, as the afternoon progresses. To explain that remark, Wolves were one down to Tottenham into the period of time added on and scored twice. So when Ange was at Celtic, he had a habit of doing things like that. But Wolves have done a Celtic on Ange. Trying to tell me that Spurs did in fact stop this afternoon. They, well, they appear to have. Um, it was a, certainly a dramatic end. We just caught the end of it as we were coming into the studio. East 5-0, Dumbarton 1, Calvin Orsi with the goal there. Um, as the visitors take the lead against East Fife. I told you already about that Partick Thistle goal as well. So they're the only two, I think, uh, in Scottish football at the moment. Uh, and of course, we will keep you up to speed on anything that does happen, particularly in those featured games that we've got as well. So Motherwell have started brightly, um, which I'm sure Stuart Kettle will, will be happy with. But similarly, he would take a rank rotten performance oh, yeah. and a win. That uh, goes without saying. So Liam Donnelly's got a chance for Kilmarnock. Nice touch from a corner. Kind of swivelled and hits it over the bar in the end. Danny Armstrong started that one lively there for Kilmarnock, as he usually does. Now is not the time. Goals in that one. Now's not the time to worry about artistic merit. There are several managers there who need the result. Nick Montgomery, Naismith, uh, even Abro's Uncle Craig. I mean, they, you know, he's a, I know it's a, his second game, but it would be a big psychological lift to everyone at the club if St Johnston were to go off the bottom, which they could do by beating Ross County. This is what I like about Craig Levine. He doesn't feel the need to go and make things so complicated, right? Because he's ditched the usual managerial you know everyone's going for that similar kind of modern attire if they're not in the tracksuit they certainly don't go for suits like yourself mm. they'll try the, you know the, the pep sort of change revolutionised it they get the kind of yeah. tight jumper the chinos or whatever what is he going uh, for he's gone for like old school chinos just Big cream, baggy numbers just baggy oh, cream he's chinos had dame, he's had dame since trainers on, black jacket just does, no no concern for style whatsoever does, just go out there and try and get the job does, done does Craig Levine remind you of a geography teacher it's not a bad shout from you actually it, it looks like it, that is any, not a bad any shout. geography teacher I ever came across in the education system looks like Craig Levine been a while since you saw a geography teacher right enough well, I had to go to the kids uh, you know parents nights and all oh, that well. stuff you know so that's uh, true uh, Falkirk nil Edinburgh City one. Here's your shock result of wow. the day if that stays in it's Murray. That is a real shocker. Falkirk flying, Edinburgh City the absolute opposite of <laughs> flying. Um, Crashed. And it's Murray has put them one up at Falkirk. So that would be quite the scoreline if it was to end anything close to that. We'll keep an eye on it and see what happens. Come, I was going to say quarter to five. At least the lower division still finish a bit closer to quarter to five. We are. A, we're five o'clock shot here in the Premiership now, aren't oh, we? That's with the, the other VAR complication. That's, that's yeah. why the fans should be happy. They're getting more for their money. They're getting, you know, for their ticket price. They're that's getting a solid well, yeah. two well, hours. Malky Mackay out today saying that he thinks that the amount of time added on is having a physical effect, a physical impact on players because the games are going to 100 but minutes. But they're I know oh, that. that's the so that's never that sure. Come never, on, it's four, sto- it's four stoppages. That right. I so they're not moving. I was never sure stoppages. Don't Mentally. shout at me. Take it up with Malcolm McKay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the one thing I do sympathise. Stephen Robertson highlighted the cost behind it for each club. Now it's fine for Celtic mm-hmm. Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs, and but the further down the league you go, 
It's a lot of money. Yeah. Here, right, I'm gonna, let's try and we we'll try and do a different spin on VAR mm-hmm. here, right? And this is I'm a bit worried this doesn't work because we just prefer to be angry yeah. and spiteful, yeah. and we like to feel robbed um, and a sense of injustice. So let's try this on Twitter, right? I'm looking for honesty from you. I'm looking for integrity. I'm looking for you to hold your hands up to fans of all teams. Which famous goal from your team's history, a goal that your team scored, would you admit would have been chopped off had VAR been in place? Right? Because we can always, everybody can moan about decisions that have gone against us. That's too easy. I'm looking for honesty and integrity. Think back over the famous goals that your team have scored. You celebrated them. You went crazy. But now, if you were honest, you would admit that VAR would have ruled it out. Let's see if we can get a bit of honest discussion on a Saturday afternoon. Send me all your examples at Clyde SSB. I mean, Mark Wilson, as an example, would... With the with the ref, you know, was there a, there was no handball when you thundered that beautiful volley? No, 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 volley just pure technique over Sasa yeah, Papa yeah, no, they, they face have, or whatever it was. They should have that back out for, <laughs> for, for damages for, to football. Yeah, yeah. No, I tell you one. So there was definitely no. I don't think so. No, unless you're going to tell no, me. I don't. I'll, I'll go and watch it back right now. I don't know. I'm pretty oh. sure it was all right. Um, that, that but here's bite. one: Celtic uh, against Rangers. Chris Sutton's goal. Was it Chris Sutton's goal in the six-two game? He scored the he first and the last. He was he was offside. Right, and you're he, admitting that you're saying, "Okay, Celtic fan, hands up." He would have been. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, right. who knows how that would have went? I what? don't want you to go with, with this. Talk us through the build-up to yours. Are you talking about the cup final? Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to do oh, that. I genuinely don't know. I've not had time to look up every uh, goal yours, that you were all involved should in. Should yours have been? No, I don't know. I hope so. No, no. If anything was offside, it would have been probably my nose. Yeah. But bear in mind, any any handball uh, or you know anything like that fouls in the attacking phase of play. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, they're not getting the medal back. Roger Hannah's got a good example Hugh I'm relying on you for this I mean obviously I've seen it And I'm aware of it Yeah 1977 Scotland v Wales Oh the handball at Anfield Jordan handball I always thought Always Because Joe The nicest man in the world Every time you asked him He smiled Joe Jordan's hand Was the one that Touched the ball Not Joey Jones for me so, so hands up No pun intended We can admit that As Scotland fans Had VAR been here That I think goal that would goal not would have stood been, Yep If the recalibrated okay. lines Had okay. been drawn I'm liking where this is going Mark Wilson's given us one You've given us Well you, you just don't remember Anything from your career do you I thought it was all about timing I uh, hope nobody looks at that Because I won't sleep tonight Okay YouTube's Gordon DL I've done goal I've outdone Celtic With one in a Cup. I would hate to think that was. It would be something ironic about that. That what you've lived mm-hmm. off would of be some sort of fraudulent, <laughs> <laughs> and dishonest. Right. That is that uh, is irony. You are absolutely correct. I told you every time you look at him, why is the seat? <laughs> Come on, Charl, that was never offside. Okay, I, I'll do one right. and admit it because I'd, I'd, I'd like to pretend this wasn't the case. What are we talking? Twenty fifteen, probably. Maybe got my years wrong. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Mother- Aberdeen. Motherwell go to Pataudry. <laughs> 100%. They need a result. Oh, the back post one. To finish second. Yeah. It gets to the Reed. end of the game. Keith Lasley, regular listener, although he's probably busy at the moment, 
Fires a beautifully flighted free kick Up towards Jamie Langfield's goal John Sutton Commits GBH <laughs> On Jamie Langfield Referee's not interested <laughs> Motherwell nearly miss But Craig Reid eventually bundles it over the line The rest uh-huh. is history Second place is secure It's taken me a while But eight years on I would admit Had VAR been in place I'm not sure I'm not sure that goal would have stood. I mean, right, that's, that's, as, that's as far league as I'll go. After that, Champions League experience, mm. yeah, so all that would have been taken away for you. Oh, what a the, kick the, the goalkeepers get Who protected. was it, Aberdeen? Would yeah. Aberdeen finish second? Yeah. In the league that year? Mm. Oh, disgraceful. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure from Gordon Duncan. Yeah, there we go. Honesty, we're honest individuals. Uh, we don't mind that, and I want to see how many examples uh, you can come up with as well let's see what you've got for us there because I, I think we can I think we can just about do honesty surely think, we can I, do I that I think offside oh, by the way I, I was way out in the I, I don't know why I had that year in my head I think it was 2012 was it yeah I think it might have been it was 2012 nah, no I'm getting no. mixed up with no. a few different games I think you're right I, I think 2014-15 right about then the yeah. year the year's not important it's the, the circumstances that are important that's true that is very true um Oh, hold on. I've actually got one of these to tell you about. Cheers. With M&D Green Pharmacy. And we've got a goal, and it's for Dundee. It's back mm. of Yoko. Saints couldn't clear the corner. It's a powerful drive into the net, and an impressive start to the season for Dundee continues. I well told done. you I fancied him today. Yeah. You yeah. just don't listen. I was at watch St Martin at the Wednesday night. I was very surprised with uh, Stephen Robinson coming out and saying, it was probably one of our best performances this season. I didn't see it that way. Um, I thought it was a battling performance to get a late goal. Unfortunately, I was in the M8 and missed it. Um, but I thought that Dundee at home, I watched a bit of their game against Livingston. They're doing all right, Dundee. Mm, They've got some yeah. good players. Tony Dock has wasted a long time in the shadows. Uh, formed a great partnership with Derek McInnes. But he stepped out and stepped up and uh, you know the, the Stephen Robinson when you played the clip earlier on said he's been around the game a long time Tony Doherty and he's signed good players and in essence that's what it's all about he's signed players who will be good at keeping Dundee in a reasonable position and not troubled by relegation yeah so it's a good start that back of Yoko putting Dundee in front Peterhead leads Stranraer the Spartans lead Stenhouse Muir and Hamilton Ackies lead Stirling Albion at 2014 is Craig Reid Day I've eventually well squared well up done. my mind for um, the suitable memory where is the time gone? I know tell me about it tell me don't tell me uh, we've got some coming in on Twitter actually which I don't mind Granty and he's not the only one as well uh, Scott Kane on Twitter saying Chris Julian League Cup final against Rangers was definitely offside, which makes it even better. <laughs> says. And sometimes that's the that's the way it works. So yeah, let's see if, what else we've got there. If they'd drawn the wee line, he probably would have been. John the Bomb tweeted, "Say a Stephen Craig." There was a, there, it's a throw-in. I do remember this. I think this sealed top six for Motherwell. Um, I can't remember what the the sort of indiscretion would be, but he opened the gate. He famously opened the gate oh, and went yeah. into the East Stand yeah. to run out and then take the throw, which you're probably not allowed to do now that I think about it. Um I won't be in the rules. No but he's left the ground. I don't know if it's that or whether there was it was a long throw and I think a bit of debate about whether it actually touched anyone. 
I think that's maybe where John the bomb's going. He can tell me more. You mm. know, it just kind of bounced yeah, in the box and ended up going in. Uh, into the back of the net so there we go see, see that happens I think it game. should be allowed to stand yeah. because it's no. such poor defending no, and goalkeeping no, have you not seen, you should have you not seen what's the clip from the other night did you not see it I can't remember which league it is so it's an indirect free kick right but only maybe like 40 yards out it goes to kind of whip across in an unbelievable presence of mind from the goalkeeper it bounces on his 6 yard line so he just moves out the way and lets it go in because he no, knows it's not touched anymore. Really? Unbelievable. Your heart and I, I, in your mouth. I take it the other team must have celebrated it. They, no, they uh, couldn't have been as quick. It happened quite quickly, but yeah, he's just, he just moves right out of the way. But if he tries that, if it hits him, mm-hmm. if he just skips his chest and goes in, you're in trouble. So. Well, here's Rear in front against a broth. 1 0. They are indeed. I love that name, Liam McStravick, who has scored for Airdrie. Right, I'm up. Just you two talk amongst yourself. Oh, by the way, I, th- I think some crackers coming in. I think there is a hint of offside about your goal against Celtic. Don't yes, start yes. I knew it. Hold on a minute. You've opened a can of worms. Right, I don't. Uh, do you know what I need here? Calibrated lines. Yeah. That that is what I need. And the, I can't really the camera remember angle. Oh. So who's who's that? Is that Jason? Dare. Jason there with the shuffle, the left foot. Yeah, I've just made that move right know. in time. And do you know something? I think there's a chance. I taught that throughout my career to younger players coming through the ranks. I think there's a chance. Timing of the know. run. When the ball hits the boot, boom, you're in. <laughs> it's just the pace. Remember, I was, was that very your quick. coaching point? Yeah. As soon as that ball hits somebody's boot, you're boom. in. You're in. I think there is a chance. The reward's you yours. Know. Anyway, keep Would that you be going. Let's if see. You found that out? I would be more pleased if I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can let's see if we can be honest and forthright. So all the negativity, all the arguing about VAR, I'm wondering which goal that your team scored would have been ruled out due to VAR. You can admit it now because it's all in the history books. For some people, as they've said, it might even make it better for you. So which goal that your team scored would you admit would have been ruled out had VAR? been in operation I've given you Craig Reid's famous goal for Motherwell to finish second ahead of Aberdeen fine I can admit it Mark Wilson has given you Chris Sutton's in the 6-2 we think Gordon Diel the most famous goal of his entire career might have been offside um, <laughs> don't, we don't think that at all. Discredited. You take my history away from me and everything. You've uh, just you've killed me on this show. <laughs> what are you going to do on the thirtieth anniversary of that goal? Have you Rather was get things planned? I've no idea, Hugh. I don't next get year, isn't it? In. It's next year, yeah. Chris is on. Chris is a Rangers fan. He says the foul on Kirk Broadfoot that Willie Collum awarded for a penalty without seeing the incident. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent Hey this is not about crying <laughs> yeah. out injustice. Hundred percent. This is Chris, Chris is a Rangers fan. Yeah, this well, is his memory to well own. Up, okay. Chris. He says Big Kenny then scored the penalty. Aye. That was yeah. outrageous. And we can Will admit he, it. No, Willie Collum will go down in history as the man who said he heard contact. Aye. I tell uh, you what would have happened there. He would have been called over to the monitor and just done something abnormal and stuck with his decision. That's what Willie would have done in that situation. Um, Rogers is here for 10 in a row, so no, no doubt which team this tweeter supports. Um, Massimo Donati's winner in the Champions League against Shakhtar Donetsk. Were you involved? No. See, this is what I love about these, because people now know... Like, I, I would never have known this about the goal. Uh, the tweeter says that Aidan McGeady took the throw-in whilst on the pitch. Mm, Apparently. Okay. So there we go. Why do the supporters not flag it up on the, on the day? <laughs> you wait for, rather you than not. wait for years... Later, it's um, a good one. There must be loads out there. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Spalding Hoop says the 1989 Scottish Cup final. You know what yeah, that one's going yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Miller. It was a Rangers throw in. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It was, it was too. It yeah. was, sure. This is where, because this is just supposed to be a bit of fun, right? I, I don't really want to get caught up in the semantics of it, of, ah, but VAR wouldn't have intervened there because the attacking <laughs> phase of play, that sort of stuff. I, let's not get too technical about it. The referee um, just lost the place. And it was a Rangers throw, but I think it was Roy Aitken that grabbed the That's ball. That's right, yep, it was. Uh, and Josie scored the goal <coughs> and uh, then ran towards the Rangers end until Peter Grant mm. gave him a rugby tackle to move him in another direction. Do you know what's great? There are not even that many people that are missing the point on this. I mean, there are some, obviously, as is par for the course on social media, but, but um, there we go. There you are, I mean, serial treble winners. I can think of plenty that were ruled out that would have been reversed. Cadet and Hartson spring to mind. But come on, this is supposed to have a different feel have to it. Fun. We we moan about injustices every night on this show. This is the chance mm. to do something a little bit different. Let's see how we can go. Um, any more goals going in at the moment? No. I don't think so. None in our Scottish divisions, anyway. Uh, Conor McMenamin's dragged a shot wide. Um, St Mirren, good possession, but creating little. They are a goal down. David Friel's actually taking a screenshot of the goal you scored. And Very, how, how's your looking? And he's 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 done what people do when they send tweets to us and think uh, they've got. You put lines in he's it. drawn a really squinty line on it, <laughs> um, just to try and prove the point that you might have been. No, 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 no. Is Friel getting involved? Tell him he stick to his amateur football. Oh, he's, he's retired good. now. He's retired. Oh, is he retired? Yeah, yeah, he's hung up the boots oh, after well. a long. He would have been disadvantaged by VAR because you know body parts, as I always say. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry to say, Sean. The, the proboscis would have uh, put you in trouble. Do you know something? It's a bad day in my life when I'm sitting here <laughs> taking criticism <laughs> for a man like you. <laughs> oh, 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 what does that mean? I've got to say. What does that mean? Oh, you, you, he's you having a go at you. He's having a go, man. A man, this, man. a man like me. What does that mean? Actually? I don't know. He usually takes this stuff well, <laughs> but do you know what it is? We've found what the real, the real issue here. We're questioning the goal, the yeah. goal that he's he's, goal he's dined, out. dined out on for years. Don't worry, I, 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 we can't we can't take it away from you. It's just you know, know that, a night coming up at Wraith Rovers as well. Oh yeah, I'm so the whole same. There. Um, that could be withdrawn I actually think maybe my first one against Celtic Park Ked at Rangers well do you know what that popped up there on YouTube as well and I was going to have a look at it no way well for think, I think my 200 were a bit doubtful the first 200 I think were sort of a borderline I've got to say and then the, the rest are just yeah. outside the box that's the thing a lot of your game would have been taken away for you because I bet you you just played on that last shoulder and just went yeah. Early all the time Killed defenders with my timing Because the assistant refs back then Wouldn't be in the same shape they're in now They wouldn't be able to keep up with you Benefit of the doubt for a striker It's called Mark Making the run I like this Um, Ian Taggart has tweeted one in We did say you know goals for your team That you can admit shouldn't have stood (laughs) After all this time Hugh Can we all admit that the hand of God goal Probably shouldn't have stood Correct Nah I think that's still alright that one Mm, I I don't think it's Not not a clear and obvious error for me On we go What would VAR VAR have done for Jeff Hurst The World Cup final as well True Very true Colin says uh, Not club But Barry Ferguson For Scotland against Italy In 2007 Shouldn't have stood There we go He's admitting it There we go um, Can I just give you a quick reminder Excluding Ange Postacoglu oh, Why did we have to interrupt it For one of these Goal flashes 
with M&D Green Pharmacy. Goal for Hearts, it's Alex Lowry with an in-swinging corner. Frankie Kent got the first contact. And then, if you're looking for one man to turn it into the back of the net, there's a good chance it will be Lawrence Shanklin, Motherwell nil, Hearts 1. Well, the captain, leading from the front. Uh, big, big goal for Stephen Naismith and Frankie McAvoy. But, it's only 25 past three, plenty of time. Still positive view, but not the not the start that uh, Motherwell were looking at. Especially at home, they're trying this three strikers up top again. You can't have a goal not trying, but it's okay saying we've got three strikers. You've got to get the ammunition up there to them, and uh, it's got to be a difficult afternoon. There's no now. chance of VAR looking at it. I'd like to, I'd like to think so, but um, no, I think it's stood certainly. Um, and this, I suppose, goes back to <laughs> kind of where these teams should be or, or kind of think they are Stuart Kettlewell struggling to find a solution up front I mean we take, take Lauren Shankland in a heartbeat but maybe that's why some of the criticism of Hearts is louder because with that squad should they be you know should they be doing better with that budget with their standing in the game is that why it's sort of extra critical for Stephen Naismith if that oh, makes any sense without a doubt you know Hearts should with their Infrastructure where their budget should be in third position. I think we all understand that. Um, or and, at least and contesting, contesting for it, it yeah. with Aberdeen if you're going on budgets. Um, so that's why he's under pressure. But Motherwell, that's a twentieth goal conceded Roger. in the league this season. So joint bottom in that respect. Don't need to be a genius to work out where the problems are. Roger Hanna had that very interesting piece of information that uh, there are rumours of a rift on the Hearts board over the manager's future uh, so he's living game by game and uh, you know he, he really needs uh, a win at Motherwell just to keep everything mm. calmed down because you know, international breaks are notorious yeah. Michael Beal was delivered the sack uh, in the international break earlier this season so you don't want to go into the international break giving board members the chance to say look He's lost again. We need to do something about this. Well, they are ahead. Lauren Shanklin's goal, putting Hearts one up at Motherwell with 27 minutes on the clock. Uh, Hugh, remind us of your teaser, if you can, please. Excluding Ange Postacoglu, six men who have managed in Scotland have won the English Premier League Manager of the Month award since 2009. Name them. Mm, some very good attempts coming in Let's try and eliminate some wrong ones To help you along the way Glaswegian Icarus says Billy Davis No Malky Mackay Malky's not there Okay, what else have we got? Uh, Murnetti has got this well, I know I can see the thinking mm. there But he didn't win it, did he? Stephen Gerrard No, he did not uh, Ali wants to throw in George Burley Throw him back out Okay, okay. Uh, Jamie, no, never mind, because that one is a correct answer. So let's <laughs> not go there. Don't do a Mark Wilson. Mm. Ian Stewart would like to suggest Paul Lambert. As did Mark Wilson on his list, but it's not the case. There we go. Okay. Um, right. VAR's having a look at something because Liam Boyce is suggesting he's taking a whack in the face. He's rolling around. Ref hasn't seen it. That's kind of what VAR's there for if there is. Something untoward, so we'll keep an eye there and see if any knock-on effects come from that one. But we'll wait and see. Morton have got a penalty. Kurt Broadfoot's fouled in the Partick oh, Thistle box. Have a look at it. Was Wally the uh, ref? Um, I don't know, actually. Um, I would 
guess not but I'm not entirely sure so there we go um, still waiting at Fir Park to see what the outcome of that is all the refs going over to the monitor so they, what did we say Motherwell mm. probably going to be down to 10 men oh, is that going to be the Morton have equalised yeah Morton have from the penalty spot Grant Gillespie a reliable penalty taker throughout his career he's stuck it away and it looks like has oh, he gone for bad to worst for the sorry, steel this could yeah it could be a penalty so it's something that's in the box so that's what the the issue is and I guess potentially a red card as well but Oof. it is in the box so it looks like a penalty um, if the ref's over at the monitor as you guys were saying earlier they don't tend to stick with no well although do you know what this isn't there is no original decision if you've missed it do you know what I mean if this is something that the ref hasn't seen that's kind of what it's there for um but we'll wait and see. You have to suspect something is going to be doing here at Fir Park. What you were it? There we go. I take that back. The ref did see this. So, yeah, the original decision doesn't look like it's going to be stuck by because he did wave it away at the time. The additional worry, if you're in Stuart Kettlewell's position, is that nothing is going your way. Yeah. You've lost Lennon Miller for three months because of injury. Uh, you've had other Paul again, uh, other bad injuries on top of a very poor run of form and now VAR may be on your case as well and then you're talking about the international break right after that you go to Celtic Park yeah so uh, problems got to say um, I'm all for no penalty there we are oh, well o- that's just they- proved it's all wrong they yeah. were obviously listening you asked and they delivered Decides to stick with his own decision. I like that. A Who collector's item. A collector's item. I like that. It has been yeah. done before. Obviously, this doesn't happen that often. Rare. Was it not? Was it Nick Walsh? Was it Nick Walsh? Did Willie Collum not do it? In the, oh, you just like to protect Willie Collum every week. Did on you? Here. You did. Did um, not? Was it not the playoff game? Uh, Partick Thistle Ross County. And there was remember. one that was stuck with. On that, but we don't see it often, and we do not. we've not seen the decision, but. Let's we'll we'll, 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 we've not even seen it but we'll just say well done well, well done. you know what he's, he's stood by his original decision um, and you've got to applaud that at yeah. least he's got the Why courage not? yeah to do it and I don't see many of refs don't do it so lifeline I might be for Motherwell because if they go two down uh, and you know there's basically a few minutes then it is real problem but they're still in there by a chance well, it's certainly a nice wee twist of fate you know back was in penalty Mm. Man off, no chance of coming back, but a little twist of fate in Stuart Kettlewell's favour. And we finished strong at Fir Park, always remember that, Hugh. We showed that against Ross County. Um, I love this from Gillian because we asked, you know, honesty here which goal from your team's history you celebrated it at the time, but you would admit now that VAR would have ruled it out. Gillian says years ago, Aki's had a shot go wide. It ended up behind the goal. The ball boy behind the goal put it under the net and the referee gave the goal. <laughs> I like to see that. Well oh, done, the ball boy. Certainly sounds good to me. Um, I'm happy with that. Uh, Luke Reynolds says Chris Commons against Dundee United at Hamden Scottish Cup semi-final remember must that, can't remember it no no I must admit I don't it's not one that springs to mind but I will take Luke's word for it because you're not going to make this up it's your own team isn't it it's just mm. taken a lot for people to admit this stuff no um, way in this world Chris would ever admit it oh there's one from Michael this is Michael this is Biggie you sure you want to do this he says Hartson against Celta Vigo would have been ruled out for a foul on the defender. Celtic would have lost the tie and not made it to Seville. Oh. He says, Michael, no. you're taking that a bit far, I must admit. But I did ask for honesty um, and integrity. 
But there we go. Lots are saying, lots of Celtic fans admitting, saying Christopher Julian. Right, okay. Uh, don't mind it. I'll admit it. It was offside. Inverness have taken the lead against Air United. There was always the feeling that this would turn out to be a good signing for the Championship at that level. David Witherspoon. Oh, it's yeah. a terrific signing. Thirty-two minutes yeah. on the clock. He has scored. Big Dunk still unbeaten as the Cali Thistle manager, and he's clearly loving life in that part of the world. Okay, uh, John Witherspoon sent this one. It's not a goal, but it's it's in the spirit of a decision that favoured his team that he's admitting um, and he sent video footage as well which is even better friend of the show Charlie Mulgrew sent off Kyle Lafferty headbutt oh. the headbutt that never was oh. remember, that? remember that so yeah. John's obviously a Rangers fan and he's saying right okay I'll admit it <laughs> I'll admit that um, yeah because Walter Smith apologised that night on behalf of the club because uh, of what Kyle Lafferty did so Walter an honest man Ah, Dan, producer Dan can get in the bin with this one. He says that Lee Griffith's second free kick against England is not a foul. Oh. I did say I did say earlier I wasn't going to get pedantic, but now I will because VR wouldn't rule that out. Dan, there you go. The free <laughs> kick would still stand, so don't dare try and take it away from us. Um, but keep them coming on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Which goal from your team's history would you admit would now have been ruled out by VAR? Uh, let's see what else we can come up with Peterhead 2, Stranraer 1, Scott Ross With the goal there In our Premiership featured matches Motherwell nil, Hearts 1 Dundee 1, St Mirren nil. So Baki Yoko scoring for Tony Doherty's side Lauren Shankland scoring it uh, from close range for Hearts And still nothing between Hibs Kilmarnock And St Johnston against Ross County Or is that perhaps not the case? Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy Hibs have taken the lead Josh Campbell with the goal We know Kilmarnock don't travel well We know Nick Montgomery's side Have scored plenty of goals in his time But it's usually the picture When the final whistle goes That you need to keep an eye on So we'll see early suggestions Under his tenure that things can change quickly And they often do But for now Hibs lead by a goal to nil. But scored a good goal in midweek, uh, yeah. Josh Campbell. I've got to say, I was oh, were, you, were you there? Were yeah, you? yeah. Oh, I, I love a Hibs and St. Man game. Were you there? What were you, nine, what were you wearing? Nine goals. <laughs> I had a beautiful, uh, lovely suit on with a nice Armani shirt tie, jacket, and with a nice uh, Hugo Boss <laughs> overcoat, as you call it, in these parts of the world. Looking dab, I was. But Josh, going back to Josh Campbell, I was very impressed with him. Um, scored a good goal. And obviously adding that this afternoon. It's yep. of course under Nick Montgomery, also famous for not being able to hold on to a lead. Well, his first game was against Kilmarnock, wasn't it? Was yeah. a, it's only one two out of ten. And uh, but I wonder uh, all those games how many times have taken the lead because no problem scoring goals with the system he plays, but just so open yeah. at the back and two centre defenders well, that kind of defend. Uh, I could uh, right now. Stick me a pair of coppers on, I'll score against Hibs. They're poor. Steady. Steady. They're, honestly, Mark, they're poor. You take the throw in, open the gate, into the car park, long run, boom. Yeah, well, they were 2 0 up against Kilmarnock at Rugby Park and, lo- and drew 2 all in the end, so we'll see if this one's got similar twists. Were they 2 up against uh, uh, St. Mirren? No, it was 1 1, 2 Ross 1, County. 2 each. Ross County was the other one, yeah, yeah, yeah. on Halloween. Oh, they lose goals. They they always they, they look like a team that. But maybe this is the day. Maybe this is the day. Uh, the back door well, gets closed. My my ball Armstrong will unlock that defence. 
we will see uh, where are we still got you got yeah, you've got a couple of minutes on the teaser so I won't even go through wrong answers just very quickly one more on the question Hugh excluding Ange Postacoglu six men who have managed in Scotland have won the English Premier League Manager of the Month award since 2009 name them Come on, quickly, you've got a couple of minutes left You have got a couple of minutes left I'll quickly do some more wrong ones actually Bailey says Mikel Arteta But he's never managed here No uh, He also says Robbie Nielsen Robbie Nielsen Never, never managed in the Premier League I'll tell no. you what though I like his move Landed on his feet Tampa, oh. Florida Of all places Brilliant eh? What a way of life Be at that Disneyland Every second weekend <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> Not caring a jot what happened the day before. Because oh, nobody else would as well. The fans wouldn't even care. Oh, They're all loving life down there. Nice place to be. Yeah, you could get hammered every week in the sunshine, or the fans <laughs> be happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Universal Studios. And... <laughs> oh, they talk about the, the phone. The phone's getting fired up <laughs> as we speak, isn't it? From the Fur Park bench, Halliday, Gaffer. Sign me in January Please Gaffer I bet he's kept in touch with him Sign Through this, this no, time no, Gaffer no. He wouldn't give up his Monday nights On Super School oh, oh, I don't think he might oh, Coming live from Florida <laughs> I love Patching Clyde, him in I love Clyde Bank dearly But I don't know I don't think it's as yeah, close Yeah Zoom now Get him on thing. Hamilton Aki's 2 Sterling Albion 0 Ewan Henderson On 38 minutes Queen's Park 0 Wraith Rovers 1 You have to say Dundee United absolute favourites to win that league and they mm. probably will but credit to your old club for hanging on in there they're having a great season I've got to say they are having a great season playing really attractive football desperate to go up and see a game but oh Falkirk have equalised sorry against mm. Edinburgh City unfortunately you know I've got to be in here mm. to entertain the public plenty of midweek games I'm sure you could get up there I think they're playing next Friday maybe are we dishing out a transatlantic yellow card to Robbie Nielsen for calling it soccer in his oh, oh, yeah. the first one was it soccer club I think ah, no, yeah. you've got to do that blend in blend in with the locals I'm not sure <laughs> I would love to see you out there managing a club like that you'd be uh, the opposite of Ted Lasso yeah you know the the Scottish version going to America, like refusing to speak slower, <laughs> refusing to like just calling things by his own. And then when people say get the what, ball in the ball, keep the ball. When people say what, and then he just repeats it again, yeah, yeah. over and over. I'd be you at the same speed in the same tone. I can nah. exactly imagine that. Can I boot them? Can I boot them? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's round off the teaser, Hugh. Come on, Hugh. Listen to the first half teaser with the Scottish slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Excluding Ange Postacoglu, six men who have managed in Scotland have won the English Premier League Manager of the Month award since 2009. They are Brendan Rodgers. Sir Alex Ferguson Owen Coyle Stevie Clark Alex McLeish and Martin O'Neill Well done if you got it right and lots of you did and even the ones that couldn't get them all some brilliant attempts at it so well done to Jamie who was in third place Graham Nielsen was a bit quicker but none of you as fast as Derek FM who steamed in with all the correct answers well done to you you are the winner of the first half teaser. Go on then, you two. 
The brain power between so us Arguably yeah. the greatest manager this country's uh, ever produced And the current Scotland, Scotland manager, manager. Brilliant. I'm not sure there is any argument But that he, he is the greatest Scottish manager Oh I know but you know Just, just, just covering any <sighs> that's possibilities poor, That's poor That's we, very we bad We could have nailed that as well We had the rest we're mm. unlucky Unlucky Come on yeah. Always the second half Yeah well the set You are <laughs> I was going to say You're very good At the second half teaser But I'm on to you Now I'm, I'm I mean Have you found out I'm taking steps it? To make sure that you're not Cheating at it Oh how, how like you, it, how, Gordon how Are you going to change a question Just before it gate And uh, it was when it was last week when you suddenly turned into an expert on the lesser known Burke. bits of Chris Burke's oh, I've, career. I know that Chris Burke's career inside out. Who who did they play for again? He played with Cardiff, Kilmarnock, Rangers, Rotherham, um, Ross County. Did he go to Ross County? Am I right now? It, was, it goes this, against again for Scotland. It scored against uh, five five one five two Bulgarian was it? But what, when when was that? Why did we? Why did Scotland play Bulgaria? I was, that cup, I can't remember the name of the oh, cup. Oh yeah, he scored. He scored a brace. Well, we'll Boys, come on! What is it all about here? We'll see how you. There's go. no credit to given to the dazzler, right? I'll see. tell you what. I'll play one more time. If I get this, will you apologise to me? No, never, never. Right. Okay. I need to get this. You'll have a system. You've got the system. I've the got jig- it's a jigsaw Roger Hannes thinks that you've got an inside man in here. Mm-hmm. That's his theory. He told me this on Monday, and I'm just going to out. Him. I I do. Uh, I did notice he, that his relationship with Chris has got better over the weeks. <laughs> Remember, he used to slaughter <laughs> Chris all the time, oh, and now the two of them are pally. I think Chris to stop getting slaughtered. From you, you on air has slipped you. Do you the honestly think Chris would give me the answer, non Chris? Well, it just seems like the relationship's well, improved. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris isn't even here today. Who's here? Mm. Dan and Michael. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Chris has still got control from home. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Chris is <laughs> up texting me every two minutes. There you go, Dazzler. Right, we're waiting on the half-time whistles in the top flight because they're going down the leagues. Partick Thistle 1, Morton 1. Your current employers, Mark Wilson. Yep. Are you happy with that? You know the spokesman on here for Partick Thistle. Mm, I don't know. I think they'd be disappointed. You know, Morton's struggling this season, but disappointed if you can see the penalty, I'm sure. But I think Partick will go and win that one, second half. Uh, penalty to Dundee chance to Ooh. go two up and go on get your cliche book out about it being a brilliant time to score it was a handball after a corner I know there are loads of issues that people get frustrated with when it comes to VAR but clearly it's led to a massive increase in handballs in the penalty box the ref says it comes off a defender's arm looks like it'll be penalty Dundee the, pe- the Palmerston Pip is up against managerless Alawa. Alawa nil, Queen of the South nil at the break. Marvin Bartley. Who's in charge of Alawa now that Brian uh, races? I'll probably be the assistant. Who was Brian's assistant? You'll know that, Matt. No, no, I don't. Uh, David Wotherspoon scored again. Told you it looked like a good sign. 2-0. Two, two Inverness 2, Air yeah, United 0. They Air don't travel to Inverness no, well. No, no. You've told I, us before. I just uh, used to look at that fixture. Is that where shoot. you got the yeah. police escort? Yeah, yeah. That was brilliant, Inverness. 
had a lovely weekend until the Saturday night at quarter to five when the officer um, Campbell <laughs> chucked my door and said, look, we've got four police officers willing to escort you to the team bus, Mr Dale. Uh, Zach Rudden is going to take the penalty. What a chance this would be. What a chance it is for Dundee to go two up. He steps up from 12 yards. Does Zach Rudden, has he made any mistake from the spot? Goal flashes. With M&D Green Pharmacy Absolutely not Keeper goes the wrong way And Dundee leads St Mirren at, By two goals to nil Half time at Fir Park Gabriel Yes half time here It is Motherwell nil Hearts one Lawrence Shanklin strike Giving his side the lead at the interval Could prove to be a huge three points For the Jambos And another hammer blow To Stuart Kettlewell and his side Well it was an even start Both sides making forays forward uh, Alex Lowry bent the ball past the post From 25 yards out Great effort early on And Theo Bear had a free header At the other end from Motherwell It was from a corner He put it wide And should have done much better But then Hart started to get a grip on the game There was a huge chance for Liam Boyce A poor play out from the back By Dan Casey The ball popped to Lowry Who slipped in Boyce But he took far too long to take his shot Dragged it wide with his weak foot The decisive moment came in the 27th minute A deep corner from Lowry Was met by Frankie Kent At the far post Nodded it back across goal And it was turned in by the skipper A proper forwards finish on the turn inside the post Hearts then thought they might have the chance to double their lead from the penalty spot when referee Dave Monroe went over to the monitor to check his challenge on Liam Boyce now the Northern Irishman felt he was smacked in the face by the boot of Dan Casey who was rolling about holding his, uh, holding his face but the official stuck with his initial decision and it seemed like the right one and it was refreshing to see him standing by his on-field call something you don't see too often uh, there's no big chances for the hosts though they are still in this but Motherwell have to offer so much more going forwards. The crowd are restless here. They do not want to see the winless streak extended to nine games. Half-time at Fir Far Park. Easy for me to say. Motherwell nil, Hearts one. It's also half-time at McDermott Park, Roger Hanna. Yeah, and unfortunately it's not been a classic first 45 minutes. St Johnson nil, Ross County nil, goal mouth chances at a premium. County early penalty claims waved away by referee Nick Walsh and they thought the ball had struck Dan Phillips in the hand in the box. At the other end, Graham Carey was first defending his shot blocked from an angle on the left-hand side of the box. Carey again showing a bit of attacking intent. Phillips breaking down the right crossfield pass to Carey, get into the box, but shot across the face of goal and beyond Ross Laidlaw's far post. Look, Robinson and Victor Latouri, they were booked for an off-the-ball squabble six minutes before the interval. And Scott Allardyce took forward for County. His shot blocked bravely by Ryan McGowan, who needed treatment after being felled by the shot. Allardyce again threatening moments later. His next effort, though, held easily under the bar by Dimitar Mitov. That's been it so far, Gordon. It can only get better in the second half at the break at McDermott Park St Johnson nil, Ross County nil. What about Easter Road David Friel? Half time Hibs 1 Kelly nil. Josh Campbell at it again he scored against St Mern in midweek and he has put Hibs ahead at the break I think Kelly will probably be kicking themselves they've been well in this game but Martin Boyle has been causing them problems all afternoon he's been so lively he set up Josh Campbell for that opener Nick Montgomery's side they've been okay a bit of a mixed bag they're trying to play it from the back all the time it's not always working in fact they're playing themselves into trouble quite a lot so Kelly will get chances in the second half but Martin Boyle he's been a standout so sharp the goal ruled out for offside and then should have scored only for Stuart Finlay to make a really good recovery tackle Kelly were lively for the first 25 minutes mostly some chances Liam Donnelly probably the best of them he brought down a corner lovely touch and then lashed the ball over the bar from about 8 yards Hibs started to click from the half hour Mark Daly, Martin Boyle everywhere he created Campbell's opener in 37 minutes he found space in the halfway line stormed forward 
thought he was going to shoot and then he just slipped a pass in midfielder and he supplied a low finish behind Will Dennis Hibbs should have made it 2-0 before the break Dylan Venti has been pretty quiet but sprung to life he headed straight at Will Dennis and then he dragged a shot wide from 18 yards so Hibbs will be happy they are on top but they have thrown leads away recently and Kelly are definitely still in this half time Hibbs won Kelly nil. Half time at Dens Park or the Scott Foam Stadium as it's now known, Dave Galloway. Yeah, half time here at Dens Park. It's Dundee 2, St Mirren 0. Dundee almost made a perfect start. Zach Rudden with a great run down the right hand side. He cut inside, then crashed his drive off the post. The early pressure paid off after 16 minutes when they took a thoroughly deserved lead. St Mirren couldn't clear properly from a corner kick, and Amadou Bakayoko pounced about 12 yards out to thump the ball home. Saints were enjoying a good share of possession but creating very little of note. Colin McMenamin had a go from the edge of the box but dragged his drive tamely wide. The home team looking very comfortable and they carved out another opening when Lyle Cameron set up Luke McCowan who shot straight at Zach Hemming. The visitors spurned a pretty decent opening when uh, Canu Bacchus, uh, he was well positioned, he had a fresh air swipe at the ball when the cross came in from the left-hand side. And then in added time, it was 2-0 to the Ds. A corner came in, the ball came off a Saints defender's hand and Zach Rodden, cool, calm and clinical spot kick, he sent uh, Zach Hemming the wrong way. So at the interval, deserved uh, advantage for the home side, it's Dundee 2, Simmeran 0. Taking your calls on Scottish football, 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half-time scores in the Scottish Premiership, Dundee 2, St Mirren 0, Hibs 1, Kilmarnock 0, Motherwell 0, Hearts 1 and St Johnston 0, Ross County 0. In the Championship, Airdrie 1, Arbroath 0, Inverness 3, Air United 0, Partick Thistle 1, Morton 1 and Queen's Park 0. Wraith Rovers 1 In League 1 Alloa 0 Queen of the South 0 Falkirk 1 Edinburgh City 1 Hamilton Ackies 2 Stirling Albion 0 Kelty Hearts 0 Cove Rangers 1 Montrose 0 Annan Athletic 1 In League 2 East Fife 0 Dumbarton 1 Elgin 0 Bonnie Rig Rose 0 Forfar 0 Clyde 0 Peterhead 2 Stranraer 1 And Stenhouse Muir 0 The Spartans 1 The English Premier League To finish then A full time result Wolves 2 Spurs 1 at the break, Arsenal 1, Burnley 0, Palace 1, Everton 1, Man United 0, Luton 0. And that is your lot in terms of half-time scores. We'll get the second half started next.